right. Is your meat too warm? Try enjoying my fat channels. God, this coffee cup is dirty. What's uh, hmm. what do you mean dirty? Oh my goodness! Is that a clean you? It does not. This does not. Wow, this is archaeological. My goodness me! I can't believe I'm drinking out of this. Does that look clean? To you? I did something very vain. What you? Me? Yeah, believe it or not, I did something a little. <laughs> I did something a little bit vain in uh, probably 2002, maybe 2003. Oh, so uh, you did, this is the one act of vanity that you had. Yeah, I, I uh, hang on. Let me check here. Okay. Yep. I wrote it down right here. I uh, I used to do this web blog or blog called Kung Fu Grip, and uh, I set up a cafe press store. It's spelled weird, though. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it means flu. You know the story on this. It's not important. I um, <laughs> we can circle back to that if you okay, want. Yeah. I, uh, but you know, at the, it was the style at the time to set up a cafe press store for literally everything. You know what I mean? Like if you went and got if you went and like uh, got a scone, you might go and set up a cafe press store about your trip there. Remember this Cafe Press? You go and you hit a couple and buttons. And it was like a white t-shirt and it would have black text on it or a white mug with black text on it. Yeah. And I think the, the feature that brought a lot of us in there was certainly not the quality. It was definitely not the price. It was the fact that you could put a graphic on something on the internet. So, for example, I made something called uh, an ironic trucker cap. Because remember, people used to wear ironic trucker caps in the early 2000s. And so I, I made a trucker cap with a picture of a trucker cap on it. And the trucker cap uh, on the trucker cap said irony. So it <laughs> had a lot of layers to it. Anyway, um, when I first started my weblogger blog, purely for my own, I don't think anybody ever bought anything there. Edification. My, my own edification. I, I made a, uh, a, uh, <laughs> I made a large uh, coffee cup and I'm using it still 10 years later. If it breaks, I'll have to take the website down. Can I still order one of these? Is it still yeah, the site? I'll send you, this, send you this one. All right. Just at, you know, in situ, as they say. I'll put it in glass and send it to you. It says Kung Fu Grip, or Gripe, as you say, uh, now with 20% more sass mouth. And you know what I did? It I did it in that, um, in that highway font. Clear, Clearview, is that what it's called? Not Clearview. Remember that? Remember that really when they first put out that highway font? Oh, uh, the you one know, that is used in Germany for the interstate. Oh, yeah. It's called Fontenscheissen. No, this is... <laughs> This is uh, <laughs> yes, that one. We're lucky they don't have the internet in Germany. I know. God, the Germans, they wouldn't know how to use it. But they sure got it in Holland. I love those hard-coded subs. Uh, anyway. You uh, mean the shoes? Is that what they call them? Yeah, they called Schuss and Scheißen. Schuss. <laughs> don't they anyway. speak German in the in Dutch? Dutch countries? Oh, yeah, I think in parts of Dutch, it's really, it's, it's Isn't very... is there that one country where it's French except for one city and it's actually... I think, I think it's of Belgium. Belgium, and then they speak Swiss there. An- Antwerp. I, um... What did you I call think, me? I'm sorry. Let me start over. Um, I, I, here's and the way And it's twerk it with a K. Mm-hmm. That's right. Verken, uh, Schalsen, Scheisse, uh, Kraft. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, man, I should start over. Do you uh, watching Hogan's Heroes a lot? <laughs> the Nazis are funny. They are funny. They're funny Remember to look he, at. They're Lebeau, funny to listen to. Lebeau comes to the, the dog, the dog house with the dog, and it raises up, and Lebeau comes out, and the dog's all like, "What?" I think it's, you're thinking of uh, Bell Biv Lebeau. Bell Biv. Oh, but up, up. Now you know. But I see. I mm-hmm. yo slip. Um, I should come back oh. to that. I uh anyway. So I got Kung Fu Gripe. I got a uh, Cafe Press Trucker Cap. 
Um, there's, there's another thing. What was the question? Oh, here's the thing, Dan. I think what a lot of people don't understand about languages is there are really only three languages. And then you can combine them in different ways, like a cocktail. You've, you've got English, and uh, you've, got, you've got Latin, and then you've got German. And you combine them in different ways. If, if you take Latin and German, it's Portuguese. Um, if, you take, uh, if you take German and uh, shoes, wooden shoes, that's Dutch. You can speak Dutch. Um, I didn't know that. No, this, the thing is, a lot of things can be very easily overcomplicated, as you say. Uh, it's not really that difficult to figure out. Um, do you speak any other languages? Uh, I mean, I speak a little, a little Spanish. Rails. Rails, Python. You speak, a poco, you speak a poco Spanish? I speak Brazilian Portuguese. I love the sound of that. I had a Portuguese roommate in, uh, I hope it's not too ping pong. I had a Portuguese roommate in, um, <laughs> just different from a man of war. When I was in uh, military school. You were in military? Oh, come on, Dan. You know I was in military school. I don't... Yes, of course I knew that. <clears throat> Dan, uh, I don't know if I... <clears throat> <clears throat> I don't know if I ever mentioned it, Dan, but I was in military school. Nineteen hundred and seventy-nine. We moved to Florida, and uh, <clears throat> my stepfather thought it would be a good idea if I went to military school. Because he had to start a restaurant and ruin my life. <clears throat> and so I went to Admiral Farragut Academy when I was uh, 12. <laughs> Do you read Boy's Life? The magazine? Boy's Life and Shison. It's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's a magazine that's nominally for Cub Scouts. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I've seen. Is this the one with the little, uh, little smoky bear? Don't, no, start, don't, don't pollute. Pre- only you can prevent Scoutmasters. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, Boy's Life magazine, you look in the back of Boy's Life and, uh, uh is that a euphemism? <laughs> you look in the back of Boy's Life and you'll see an ad for Admiral Farragut Academy, probably to this day. I assume they still have Boy's Lives. And, uh, and there was one in Tom's River, New Jersey, and one in St. Petersburg, Florida. So there's that. Uh, yeah, there's this big, used to be a big hotel and then they turned it into a, um, a, a hell-like Kafka-esque uh, military academy. No, it was, it was fine. The problem is, though, I was on drill team, not the one with the girls with big thighs and batons. I was on the one like where you had a gun and did like maneuvers. And uh, maneuvers. as you know, I was in diplomacy club. Remember that picture of me in the double-breasted uh, navy blue suit? Ah, I love that one. Diplomacy club, and uh, it's so Rushmore looking now. Now that I look at it, but yeah, yeah. And the problem is, though, that ruins you for every everything related to military school. Cause you sit there and it's kind of like that uh, David Letterman bit where the, uh, the welder uh, reviews flash dance, you know? And, and so you start watching something like that Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. Well, I don't forget what that was called. The firm, the firm, you watch the firm where he's in military school, that mad magazine movie. And uh, you just, you're like, nobody or Damien, the omen too. You're like, who has a haircut like that in military school or an accent? You can't have English accents in military school. turns out <sighs> they call it la, la lingua uh, shisa. Anyway, it was a good experience. Uh, I, uh, I left a uh, semen navigator. Excuse me? Came- you left what? <clears throat> <laughs> it was, you know, I was 12. You leave a lot of semen navigators. Yeah. You come in as a semen you apprentice. Can't, you can't leave just one. Actually, you know what? Let me, let me strike that. I came in as a semen apprentice. I became a semen navigator. And I think I left my, my village when I left, I believe, was Petty Officer Third Class. It was a 3PO, they called it. So you were, an, you were like enlisted. Oh, yes. You weren't enlisted. You were an officer. I was, no, I was, uh, I was an enlisted man, enlisted boy, enlisted shisa. Good week. Big week here. 
Um, it's been a pretty good week. What have you been up to? You doing your shows? Doing you doing shows, shows? Working, selling stuff. Business papers. What have you been selling? Ads. You've been ads. selling lots of ads. Yeah, I'm, not, ad, I'm, an ad, I'm an ad sales guy. Used ads. Call them sponsor-tunities. We just had lunch with a sponsor that's here in town, and they gave us stuffed animals. Charles Whitman? <laughs> yeah, I got a yes. final monkey in the mail. Did you get one of those? Oh, you know what? That may, must be at the box. We got to go to the box. I got a vinyl monkey, and uh, it's yeah. really, really cute. Our friends at our friends at uh, Mailchimp were kind enough to send. Uh, man, those guys are good. They are good. They sent an adorable uh, little monkey to my house. You're it not smells, gonna let, it uh, smells a little like vinyl. I want to let it air out. You're I don't not like going to let the kid see that, are you? She gets everything. Literally everything that comes uh, into the see, house. That's why you got to keep certain things. You got to hold things back. How do you do that? Do you do you have an area that does not not uh, bring them home? That's how. What about shelves? Have you thought about shelves? Put on a high shelf. Then they climb up to the high shelf. So my daughter's figured that out. She's figured out the uh, the third axis. And I don't mean Japan. <laughs> She's figured out that she can get a chair. <laughs> wow! <laughs> call it uh, Nippon. You're on I fire said. today. Had a lot of coffee. I've been weaning myself off the ADD drug, so you know now I'm uh, taking coffee. Is that is that recommended? Euf- euphemism. <laughs> you can't just go off focusing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. I love that one. And Bart, you know, I, I, I bet you, I bet one reason you love that is because it reminds you of me when Bart starts setting up all the coat hangers in his yeah, room. Yeah. Oh, that's a great episode. I also love the phrase Minnesota Spankological Protocol. Germans love that. That is Brother's Little Helper is the episode that you're referring to. How do you do that? How do you? I don't hear you doing I'm not do doing anything. That? It's right up here. What is it? That's probably like an S, like an S8, I'm guessing. Is it like uh, season Yes, that ish? would be... Hold on, let me... Don't, don't, don't guess it's coming to criticize dinner. I think that's going to probably be season 11. Did you know you can play the Jeopardy uh, tune um, uh, to Paco Bell's Canon? No, I did not. I'm trying to yeah. imagine that in my head. Hmm. I also wrote lyrics to it. Hmm. I can't remember how it goes. Starting now, don't pray for me. You're in love and I'm in jeopardy. If you hear me start to shout, tip me over pour me out that's really i had no idea yeah i used to have a lot of time in my hands um i went to military school stayed in florida you do a lot of weird stuff in florida don't you think well you gotta pass you know, you the time have... you gotta pass the time somehow yeah no seriously it's like you know how like when christmas is coming up you're like oh my god every hour it's just it's like oh my god I can't wait till Christmas gets here. That's what it's like being anything under thirty in Florida, because <laughs> Christmas is leaving. Tyler. Yeah. Anyway, I um, went to military school. I had a weblog or a blog. Where were we, Dan? I, I lost track of there for a minute. Focusing. 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 I'm trying to find a video of it also that I can put for people who haven't seen it. You know, it's 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 sad and confusing to me how many things you just can't get. My family's very into Project Runway right now. My daughter is completely into it. And so we, uh, we watched a couple seasons of that. You can't, you have to go buy a DVD. 
of season two of Project Runway if you want to watch the the epic season two of Project Runway. Isn't that sad? You can't yeah. just go somewhere and like buy it like like a, like a gentleman. You got to go out and go to Amazon and have it delivered. Mm. With plastic. Ah. Anyway, that drives me crazy with comics. Anyway, it's been a big week. It's a huge week. What have I been doing? Uh, I, I haven't been doing too much. I've been been struggling <laughs> with my computers. You got lots of computers in there. Yeah, hard to keep them straight. One yeah, goes my, one way, that goes the other way. The other way. So what? <laughs> My 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 biggest uh, <laughs> I, I've I've been having the company of a commissioned officer a lot in the last week and a half whose name is Colonel Panic. Oh yeah. Oh, it crime. could be your RAM. Is it third party RAM? It's third party, Sh- isn't it? Oh, are you kidding me? I think it's fifth or sixth party RAM. It's called RAM and Scheisse. I've got I've got I've got bad RAM. I've got an old <laughs> card. I think they misspelled in video, and it's it's I, everything's wrong. You know I'm gonna do it. I'm I think I gotta I gotta pop the cherry and get me a uh, Mac Mini. I'm not happy about it. They're great. Anyway. They're great machines. Yeah, they really are we, little little uh, warm bodies. It, it's funny, you know. I, I I say this every couple months, but I'm still using this MacBook Air from. I got it on my birthday in 2010, so mm-hmm. late 2010. So you still had the glasses. Oh my god, Dan! You know, my eyesight. It's. I can't. I can't tell what's on the Plex. I have to get closer to the TV to Met- see what's Metro on Plex. Metroplex, Shaisa. It's. Very, I'm going to stop saying that because it's really not funny. It's pronounced Shiksa. Oh, sorry, Mazel tov. <laughs> Is that considered ping pong to call a lady a Shiksa? Only you guys are allowed to call it that, right? Uh, I think that's the rule, yeah. Men, I mean. I don't know. It's, it, is, it is pejorative, but right. it has moved into satire. Shiksa means that it's a lady who's not tribal that's with a tribal man in a disruptive way. I mean, that's, yes, that's more or less, it, it's, it's more that she is a temptation than necessarily with the man, but simply that she is a temptress she's, of some she's kind. She's of the man. See, I'm thinking there's a pejorative <laughs> term, like a hua kind of uh, connotation. Hua. Not that kind, not, not, not the military <laughs> kind. Drill team, drill team, we would march in parades. We marched in parades and we'd make fun of the uh, ROTC kids. We were naval junior ROTC we were NJ ROTC mm-hmm. which is like got to be one of the worst acronyms ever Nijrats. anyway uh, it's been a big week a huge week I don't really have um, too much uh, prepared but which I mean I don't have anything prepared nothing's written on the cards I don't write it on cards I write it in a text file my text files are, are on like three different machines and the there's kernels panicking and I don't even know I don't even know what to think Dan I, I gotta just do it I gotta just bite the bullet I hate buying computers you know, migration assistant has helped a lot and it's made my life a lot easier in the last few days. But um, I think I just need to upgrade. So anyway, with this, with this MacBook Air, it still feels like ridiculously fast. Mm-hmm. It is what I'm using right now to record our program. But it is not my tricked out computer. It is not my computer where all the, the keys work correctly mm-hmm. and stuff. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not, it has not been optimized to my, uh, to my workflow, as you say. So I don't know. It's funny. You know, it's funny. This is a kind of a David Sparkian point, but I, uh, Sparks, Sparksian point, I, I, uh, I really do prefer using my iPad for a lot of things. It's really, really strange. I never in a million years would have guessed it, but there's some kinds of things. It's really weird though. I mean, I love this MacBook Air like more than life itself, but it's, I just would rather be on the seven-year-old Mac Pro with the giant screen or on my iPad. I've been, I've been beta testing a text editor for iOS that is hair curlingly good. It actually, in some ways, does stuff better than stuff on my desktop. 
does things that text editors on my desktop that aren't Emacs uh, can do. So, I mean, it's weird. It's, you know, you know, with PaySpot, you can flip stuff back and forth. I guess AirDrop is going to work in iOS 7. Is that, is that correct? You're going to have like an AirDrop? That is, is yeah, I'm pretty sure that they announced that. But yes, that is there. I do that with PaySpot now. Use the PaySpot. PaySpot dot. PaySpot is by TapBots. And it's a little thing that. Oh, lets command, you... copy, and paste. Huh. Clipboard manager. How do you do that? text and images copied from your iPhone, iPod Touch. Organize device filter two and copy clip and I keep it in my uh, little doc dingus because I use it so much. And so if you're on your, like if I'm on my Mac and do a, um, do something in Acorn, mm -hmm. I can just hit a little arrow. I open up PaySpot on my um, iOS device and I can just send it, you can send it back and forth between the Mac. I, I mean, like I know this thing. There's, oh, it's gorgeous. I love TapBot stuff. I'm not usually a fan of unconventional iOS looks, but I, I, the TapBot stuff, especially TweetBot, Is really. Is this thing worth the four bucks? No. Okay. You should never pay for software. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you know, they're, they're, it's just yeah, soft, I'm a, I'm a, I'm it's software. Player. Like it's not, it's not like you're even getting like, you know, a can of nuts or something. It's just software. Like gets, what do they charge for it? It's really weird. It's not like it weighs anything. Pretty excited I buy about stuff that. based on weight. Is that right? You like something that's slender. Well, I'm just saying if it, that's if I'm feeling cheap. If I want to so, buy, you know, like if somebody, if I, let's say I'm going to, uh, to a restaurant and I want mm -hmm. a hamburger. And they say, well, the hamburger is, you know, eight ninety nine. Well, how much does it weigh? This is a quarter pounder. I said, well, I'm going to pay more than six ninety nine for a quarter of a pound of beef. You got a mental model. Because you don't even get a full quarter pound. That's pre-cook weight. That's a really good point. You ever have a George Foreman grill? Yeah, lots. I had several of them because they would break after the third or fourth time that you would use them. And and my, favorite part of the, my favorite part of the George Foreman grill was, first of all, that it got up to, I think, about, about 86 degrees. <laughs> right. So it was basically <laughs> like you're putting your meat by the pool. And then in Florida, that was considered refrigeration. <laughs> Putting your meat by the pool? Yes. Or into a George Foreman. <laughs> that would actually be cooling it down. <laughs> hey. hey, is your meat too warm? <laughs> Try enjoying my fat channels. The fat channels, so do you remember it had uh, invaginations in the grill? And the various oils. What? Wait, the, what? what? It, was, it was called the lean, mean, mean fat-free fat grilling. Machine. Fat grilling machine. And it would have these rivulets. The as... rivulets? But do you remember the best? I don't know if you had, maybe you had a more advanced one than I had. The one I had, had uh, to make it easy to empty and clean, it had this little white catcher for the grease. Yeah, you so put you that just... right under the, the, the lip <laughs> But it of didn't the attach to the device. No. It would just sit just there. Sat so there. if anything happened, if your cat walked by and hit it, <laughs> like the grease would literally flow onto the counter. Yes. It's and there's a, a lot of grease. It's a terrible piece of engineering. It would be like having a like a light switch where if you pushed it too far, you'd get electrocuted. It just made no sense. And it the, was the included spatula had the same, uh, the opposite shape of the indentations that the yeah, George Foreman had for cleaning. Right, spatula. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't see that much today. Yeah, I, I have trouble getting this here. Anyway, it's been a good week. I probably got to buy a Mac Mini. Um, I got a vinyl monkey. Um, I got straight A's. You know, when I was in, uh, I had the Radford Star. When I was in military school, it's a Did very, you? very prestigious thing. Yeah, you had to have straight A's to get the Radford Star. And then I moved to Pasco County and got uh, straight C minuses. So that was good. Mm. Mm. We mm. haven't talked about Florida in a while. I know. That's good. What, what's, uh, what do you want to talk about? Well, I mean, I don't care. It's your show, whatever you. It is my show. We've got three sponsors this week. Did you know that? Yeah. You want to do one of them now? Did you tell me about something you like? I'll tell you about the first one Shutterstock. Woo! Now, 
they have over 20 million stock photos, but they do more than that. They've got like vectors, they get illustrations, they get videos. So as we have been discussing the different things on this show, I have been live. I have been creating what is called a light box on Shutterstock that I will be putting into the show notes that has pictures of all the different things that we're talking about as a way of keeping tracks uh, of topics. So for, we were talking about the Dutch. So I have a picture of a windmill. We've been talking about Florida. So I have the, the sunshine state seal picture of human pain, pain of your, for your neck. You've been doing that while we're doing, you've been looking things up on the internet. You've been, and you've been collecting these photos. Are you putting it into a light box? I'm putting them into a light box. And then I'm going to share the light box with you and all of the other listeners so that you guys can review the light box. And this is the way that Shutterstock works. You get a free browse account, you get in there and you basically just find stuff that you like. You can search really great searches. They've got different ways to search. So if you, for example, I typed in pain. And the usual result is going to be popular, but there are little tabs, new, relevant, random. So if you click random, you're going to get all kinds of stuff. Relevant, popular, you're going to get stuff that's really close to your search. But, you know, like here, I clicked random and it shows a red, there's a picture of a, a redhead sitting at a table. I'll put this one in because you'll like this one. And, is that picture I sent you? No, it's a little different. Different but redhead, different table. She's sitting there at the table. She looks like she's frustrated and maybe in pain. Anyway. The searches here are so great, and the, the content is constantly being updated. They work with independent photographers and videographers and designers all over the world. So when you buy something from them, you're actually supporting an independent freelancer somewhere as well. And they have over 20, almost 28 million royalty-free stock images. Super, super great folks. And, um, and you know, it, this light box is just one way of sharing with other people. I could set up this light box so that you could have permissions to edit it and tweak it and modify it, add your own stuff to it. Or I can just share it out like you might do with a client or a customer and saying, hey, here's some imagery for the uh, thing I'm working on for you. Anyway, 24-hour support during the week, shutterstock.com, no credit card or anything. And then there is a code. The code is back to work, spelled out, back to work. And then the number seven, because this is the month of seven. So back to work seven, 30% off anything that you get. So you go and you pick out a dozen pictures, flood out, 30% off. It's a great deal. And these guys have the best photos and imagery on the web anywhere. So Shutterstock.com, Back to Work 7. Thank you very much to Shutterstock for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. The, uh, the vectors. That's the thing. I think over, <clears throat> I think over the years, you know, uh, people can get kind of a, I know I've certainly got a certain, certain state of mind about stock art because you go to all those, uh, the shovel blogs and they got to put up some kind of, you know, picture cause you got to have a picture on your blog post. And so mm-hmm. they swipe stuff from Flickr and whatnot. But the, um, the, the nice thing about this, I, I really want to encourage you guys to look at this. If you're thinking to yourself, it's, it's all just going to be people with briefcases chatting as they yeah, walk through a lobby. It's not like that. Well, here's the thing. I mean, if you are an actual real designer, these vectors, you can start with these vectors and do amazing stuff. And by vectors, I just mean line art. You know, we used to call it what you call Adobe Illustrator back in the day. Illustrator 88 was how I used to roll. Um, suckers to the side. I know you hate my Illustrator 88. And so, uh, but these are fantastic. You can go in and do so much with these beautiful, like, full icon sets. Anyway, I just want to make sure you, you guys realize that this is not, and the photos are fantastic. And because there are so many of them, you will find what you want. This is not, they didn't tell us to say this, but um, really go check it. Don't you think, Dan, the vector stuff is, is like really surprisingly good. It really is. And it's, you know, again, that's because independent designers and developers and people are out there creating this stuff and then they want to sell it. So they go to Shutterstock and they start selling it. And you get such a diverse 
result from that, from people who are not being given instruction is that we need you to make this kind of set. This is somebody who says, I think I'd like to make this kind of icon set and I want a place to sell it. And they sell it with, with, with Shutterstock. So it's really great. One goes this way, one goes the other way. And so goes what? one way, one goes so on. Yeah. And uh, what, what's, I'm just, I'm writing this down for my records. What's the percentage off? 30%. It's a lot of percent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, as you say, thank you, Shutterstock. Just five by five and back to work. My kind of thing I say. Oh, I love that you you've gotten it down, though. I, I'm always surprised when other people don't say that now because I'm self-involved. Yeah, I think no, it's a, yeah. it's a nice way to say you know you're supporting the network too. If you don't like this show, that's okay. But you have to understand you're supporting all those good shows too. Yeah, everything. Even if you well, hate get, this show, getting caboodle. Anyway, what, what do you want to talk about? I got the topics file. You know, I got the topics file. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it's your show. We can talk about whatever, but. Um, you know, I'm trying to get this. Ubuntu, I'm trying to, the, the new Ubuntu device. Oh yeah, the device. Yeah, in Spain. I, I think so. I heard I Michael talking about this. There's like an $800 Ubuntu thing you can buy now. All right, here's the clip. Here's the clip. I'm going to play it. All right. All right, I'm ready. He doesn't care. Who knows it? He said, "Did Tommy uh, ever tell you about my painting?" No. <laughs> Look at this. That's ah, beautiful. I like this one. The dog, one dog goes one way and the other dog goes the other way. One is going east and the other one is going west. So what? <laughs> <laughs> I also I love her joke. <clears throat> Doesn't she? Have, she tells a joke there too, right? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, is it right after this? All I remember. Yeah, I think all I remember is her gesture that she makes at the punchline. Uh, She's we, so good. Now, let's all we must always mention that that actress we're listening to a clip from the uh, wonderful film Goodfellas. What is that? Like 1991, show. maybe? Uh, yeah, I think 90. It has to be 90 or 91. Yeah, I'm gonna say two things about that. First of all, there's a wonderful, uh, the only I think canonical episode of Five by Five at the Movies is you and John Syracuse talking about that movie for 14 hours, mm-hmm. and it's really, really good. Didn't you guys actually go longer than the film in the discussion? Oh, way longer. So great. <laughs> Way longer. It's really good. And second, I want to make sure, I know most of you know this, especially if you're aged like us, but that is actually Martin Scorsese's mother in that scene. Yep. Not in a mean way. But that's his mom. She's in, she's <laughs> Not in like, in a mean way. She's in, uh, she's in uh, like his, uh, the, his first like, you know, pseudo famous movie, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't his first movie like about his parents? Sure. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that a good line though? That's a terrific line. I got to use that. Let's see. What do I got? I got, um, oh man, I got, I got to update this. There's a lot of old topics in here. Mm. Stuff we covered? Obamacare. <laughs> 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 I accidentally listened to the radio today. It was a terrible idea. All the commercials. The, you know, people complain, oh, you had three, commer- you know, three spots during your hour and a half long podcast. Well, turn on the radio for eight minutes. I, I was trying to find the other NPR station this morning, and I accidentally discovered a, uh, what's it called, Contemporary Hits Radio. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's all that, that music, that music you hear. Like that music you hear way too loud during movie trailers. Mm. All that kind of like that awful, way too loud, overcompressed <laughs> dance music. Sped up Taylor Swift. I mean, it was it was really weird, and then look, it's it's just, it's all completely overwhelming and baffling to me. I I, I actually I, I couldn't turn it off. It was so bizarre. I listened to it for like an hour this morning. It was so strange. It's it's, it's weird how the internet has made it to where there's so many things I don't really need to see. I go so far out of my way to not see so many different kinds of things. Hmm. 
And then when I, when I encounter them, they feel completely alien. And, and of course, the, the, the irony is that I, I am so the weirdo. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. that that that's the culture. I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm, you know, being a fancy lad here, but like it, it's very strange to me when I do glimpse something that everybody but me knows about, and I feel like I, I'm living on another planet. Did you ever get that? Now you know, like you love you love that uh, fake disco music, so you probably listen to that kind of stuff all the time. A fake disco. My daughter loves it. My daughter loves Chinese pop music and uh, overcompressed uh, girl vocal uh, pop songs. She likes to call me maybe song and stuff like that. It's, it's real weird. I got weird. that right here. You want to hear that one? Sure. Oh boy, here we go. That's plenty. That's plenty. That's so. That's good. That's that's, that's good. It's no Jeopardy, but it's pretty you know, good. She's like 35 years old singing that. My daughter? Carly oh, Ray Jepsen. I, she has, I don't like any of those names. That sounds like, that sounds like something like you got some kind of Dungeons and Dragons name generator. You know what I mean? Like Pythagoras, the magic user. Indignity, the paladin. What was the name of the lizard man? Carly Ray Jepsen. The lizard? Is that who you're thinking of? No, 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 no. There was a, in D&D, there was one of those supplemental, it was was not a module. It was a, it was a, like a supplemental thing that was the size of a module. It was white. And it had. AD&D? Yes. There is no other kind. And it had a, the, there was a, characters. There were like characters you could use. You could use them or they were model characters. Someone in the chat room. Not the rogues gallery. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was not the rogues gallery. I, that does sound. And, and, official... and they had a lizard, a man, a guy who had been turned into a lizard man inside of it. Yeah. I'm looking, hold on. There's images here. Was not the mon- I know it was guys. It was not the monster manual, please. Oh God, Some that's people. insulting, Dan. I can't believe it's, it. it's the monster manual. And he had the coolest name. Nobody in the chat room knows this. I think they're shining yawn. Jerks. I don't. I don't. Hmm. I mostly read D and D books. I didn't, as you know, I didn't play that much D and D. I was more interested in the in the mechanics of the game. I was a little bit Rain Man about it. Like I, I was really into like knowing. I haven't retained it. It's been a while, but uh, I was really into all of that stuff. I feel like I knew the hit points, you know, for everything. Didn't like magic. Never liked magic. You, you know, mean, we didn't mean ma- magic users in general. <sighs> Illusionists, clerics. The whole thing drove me nuts. It just it was all it was all so frustrating. It just bogged down the the slashing. You know, we had so much, I wanted to do so much of you know hitting people. And then you have to sit around and wait for somebody to take a nap before they could cast their spell of annoyance again. Casting. Didn't do psionics. Didn't do encumbrance. Nobody did psionics. No one. No one, no one, no one. Now that I know more about comics, uh, I understand. Now I understand what that really means. It just seemed like, it just seemed like a whole kind of uh, strap on feature for, for D and D that just slowed everything down. Psionics is basically like Jean Grey stuff, right? Yeah, that's all the stuff that she's doing. But the way that they presented it was was incredibly boring. And giving it a name like psionics right. was anything with a P-S-Y when you're 11 years old is confusing. I think it's P-S-I, but I, th- I think you're right. It's pounds per uh, Wasn't square. P-S-Y? P-S-1? Mm. Atari Slave Pits of the Undercity. Oh! oh that's boy. not it. That's not what it was. Did you ever play basic at all? Yes, I started with basic and was there for a very short period of time. Ugh. I know. It's like the difference between like video game baseball and actual baseball. You know, or like Atari baseball. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's basic. I, I I tried to play basic with some friends after starting with AD and D, and it was like, ugh, it seems really silly. They only had like we had like three classes, right? You had a fighter, another fighter, and a cleric or something, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. The yeah. keep on the borderlands. You think this is what people tune in for? This is definitely, except for the one guy who inevitably will tweet and say. I remember when the shows were about productivity, which just means he, he never listens past the 22nd minute. Yeah. Oh, see, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What minute are we at right now? We are at 20, 32. I can talk about, you know, I know a lot about productivity. You, used, that to, guy, you, you used to be the guy that talked about this. Stuff. I used to be Merlin Man. Remember I used to talk into my shoe? Mm-hmm. Go, go, go toot that guy right now and ask him right this second when he wants us to talk about it. Did, did you know his or her handle? No, no. People like that get uh, insta-blocked. Oh, in the tweet bot? Yeah. Or un- yeah. hidden, muted. Muted, muted. 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 I'll talk about productivity. Give me a topic. Any topic, go. Don't, don't overthink it. Give me a topic. You want to talk about, we'll talk about productivity. Give me a topic. Um, how about oh, lists? Lists. Excellent topic. Um, <laughs> lists, are, lists are a terrific thing on probably three different levels. First of all, lists are great because you're carrying around more stuff in your brain. And you realize. Yeah. And so a list is a great place to start. We talked before about the mental sweep and getting things done, which mm-hmm. is a uh, copyright of uh, David Allen, David Co. 2001. Um, lists are a great place to start because, uh, well, partly just because they get you started. And, you know, if you've got stuff on your mind, you won't even realize how much stuff you've got on your mind until you start making a list. Um, these days I like to do that in a text file, but I think it is kind of preferable to do it on uh, a piece of paper. With just a piece of paper, just a pencil. Sit down, make a list of what's on your mind. Um, the, but the problem with lists is that most people stop at making a list. <clears throat> so you get that initial kind of you know, blast of dopamine of getting stuff out of your brain and right. feeling... Um, I always felt like it was a funny combination. A mental, we, obviously, we have talked about this before, but uh, the thing about a mental sweep that I used to think was so great was this bizarre combination of um, completely conflicting emotions. Like on the one hand, it's very difficult to get started. If you said to yourself, I'm going to put a clock on myself and for 20 minutes, I'm not allowed or, you know, whatever, five minutes, I'm not allowed to do anything but write down what's on my mind. And I have to keep writing for however long I've committed to doing this. Mm-hmm. And at first it's uh, it's a very, I think it's a very anxious thing when you first start it because I mean, that's the whole point is you don't realize how much you're carrying around with you. And what do I mean by that? Stuff like things, um, and I'm going to go a little bit GTD here, but things you didn't even realize uh, you've kind of mentally committed to um, that you haven't decided to do anything about. Uh, Also stuff like that you have committed to that you haven't done anything about. Uh, stuff that you're doing too much about. (laughs) There's all kinds of things. And again, there's the classic examples of like the lawnmower that uh, needs to be fixed. Or, you know, the long-term stuff, like, you know, saving for college. You know, it's like $60,000 a year to go to a private college now. Were you aware of this? Wow. I, man. When I went to, when I went to new college, it was a little over $5,000 a year for the academic year. And I think that included um, having a place to live. Still to pay for books. Right. Books were separate. Yeah. Yeah. But this is very costly. And so you want to save for that. But the nice part about the list is you, you sit down and you start dumping all that stuff out. And I can really me- recommend you guys trying this, especially that, uh, that, that ding dong who thinks we don't talk about productivity. Um, cause maybe you should spend less time on Twitter complaining about uh, <laughs> podcasts, but that's a completely separate issue. Um, <laughs> but sit, I would say sit down and just start barfing that stuff up. And so the first feeling you'll have, and really you might want to start with five minutes. I think 10 minutes is better. Set a clock for 10 minutes and start just dumping it out. And the very first thing might be, as is often the case with free writing, is I don't know what to say. 
But you know, maybe the first thing you write down is do a mental sweep. I don't care. But start thinking about every aspect of your life. David Allen has a, a wonderful list you can buy on a laminated card. Um, I think he calls it the triggers, the like action triggers. All the things that you may not realize you're thinking about or should be thinking about. <clears throat> All the kind of like uh, business stuff, insurance, home life. I walk around my house every day and I see so many things that need to be better or need to be, I mean, just simple stuff. Like we've got a, uh, one of those theater lighting light switches in our breakfast nook that is unsatisfying to, you know what I'm talking about? One of those things where it's not like a regular, light. you hit it and it kind of, and it comes up and you can have it be exactly as bright as you want. You probably have these in your fancy house, right? Yeah, definitely. But like when you hit that, you want it to work exactly right. The same way, like if you hit the, the K key on your, Mac, you would like it to make a letter K. <laughs> if it took, if it took an extra like twentieth of a second, it would eventually drive you crazy. That thing drives me nuts. And you know what I've done about it in the last five years? Zilch. I've done nothing about it. That's on my mind. So if I sat down, you then think, I and very, you think about it a lot, right? Well, yeah, I do think about it. But you know what I think about? I think about it when I'm trying to turn on the goddamn light or turn it off. Mm. And it it sounds so stupid, but that's just one example. There's a burned out light in. Um, one of those uh, Ikea, you know, multi-light things we've got in the, oh, yeah. ha- uh, the hallway. <clears throat> so many things like this. I've talked before about WD-40 day, where I just walk around just, you know, not lubricating, I know, but uh, going around with the WD-40. My, my point is, like, if I were to walk around my house mindfully with a piece of paper, I would realize there are so many things that frustrate me a little bit or that I feel bad about that I haven't done. So go make that list. Do the big dump. Seriously, do this. This, this is a great place to start with lists. So you get started, again, 10 minutes maybe is a good start. And, and so the first funny thing that, that happens is you're going to feel a little bit blocked. And I can tell you why you feel blocked. You feel blocked because you're procrastinating and you're a little embarrassed about what you're not doing, which is completely normal. But start, keep pushing, like stay with it. Like don't let yourself be distracted, you know, just <laughs> feel the breath coming in and out of your nostrils, right? It's just, it's like meditation. Just sit there and sit with it. And, uh, and then a funny thing will happen, which is, uh, it'll be like pulling the cork out of a bottle. Like all of a sudden, all of this stuff is going to come spilling out of your brain. And whereas in the first minute, you might have maybe two things. By the time you get to the fifth minute, don't be surprised if you have 35 things. And that suddenly the feeling changes and you go, wow, this actually feels kind of good. I feel like I've gone to my confessor. It feels really good to get all of this stuff out. You keep at it and eventually... It, that's going to also turn into a new kind of anxiety, a different kind of anxiety, which is like, I can't believe I've been kind of thinking about all this stuff for this long. It's, I'm a, I'm a grown up, and I was sitting around <laughs> thinking about, I was using my brain as a whiteboard for the last 25 years, and how bananas that is. But it's, at that point, it becomes, yes, a kind of anxiety, but a kind of creative anxiety in some ways, because you may realize how bananas it is that you've been thinking about all that stuff and not doing anything about it, but... It'll also then s- stimulate your creativity to go like, well, here's the thing I'd like to be doing. Gosh, I, I keep thinking I would, I would like to outline a short story. Or in my case, like think about a basic script for like a comic that I might want to do. Like that's a really fun thing to do. But you know what? I haven't been allowed to think about that because my theater lighting doesn't work. So start spilling all that out. And then by the time you get to the end, you may want to actually keep going. That's the secret ending. Uh, when you get to that 10 minute mark, stay with it as long as you can. But then when you're done, you might want to go take a break and come back and look at it and go through and kind of evaluate each one. Just look at it, look at it and think about it. Mm -hmm. And I think the final feeling you get from that dump is going to be a realization that you had no idea how many things you can't do. And once you realize that, that can be extremely freeing. 
So that's the first kind of list is you do you do a you do a giant dump without any kind of evaluation, without any kind of like overthinking. Uh, as with any kind of free writing, I'll say it again. It's, it really is about how much potential nonsense you can produce because you have plenty of potential nonsense in your brain. Don't worry, you know, but I mean, in, in the same way that like you might have some idea about yourself, for example, that bounces around your head all the time. And then when you actually say it out loud, you realize how bananas it sounds. Mm-hmm. In this case, writing all that stuff down can be really huge. That's my, that's the first list. The first list is the big dump. And after you tell me about something you like, I can tell you about uh, the second and third kind of list. Okay. Would that be useful at all? Do you want to give a little teaser of the second type of list to keep the listeners on their toes? Yeah, I'll give you a teaser of why the second kind of list is ultimately more important. Okay. Um, the, se- the second kind of list is where you're going to realize how much of the stuff on the first list, as important as it was to get it all out, you're going to realize how unintentionally overcommitted you are to things that you'll never do, which sounds uh, paradoxical maybe, but that's, that's the problem is your brain has been trying to process that paradox. It's been turning that, that little existential koan over in your head over and over and over. And it, it becomes like having a, a Carly Rae Jepsen song in your head. Right. Where you don't, you don't know how it got there. Yeah. You don't know why it's there. <laughs> well, and then it will never go away. I'll be sitting there. Um, I'll be sitting there like, or standing there washing the dishes and go, this is crazy. I go, God damn it. Like what? I didn't even realize how long this song had been in my head. And that could be your lawnmower. It could be college. Uh, it could be your Radford stars. But the second kind of list is where you're going to take that big giant dump and, um, and realize how much of it you really <laughs> shouldn't have been thinking about for so long. Mm-hmm. After you tell me about something you like. Dan, Dan, Dan uh, do you have anything you'd like to tell me about that you like? Yes. Could you uh, copy? Could, could you uh, could you tell me about it? Yes. It's, oh, oh, you're. I'm sorry, you're fumbling. <laughs> no, I've oh. got it right here. I'm holding it in my hand, just waiting for the right moment. I watched the first half of that Oblivion movie last night. Oh my goodness! <gasps> have you seen that Oblivion movie? No. Um, one of uh, one of my friends went and saw it, and she came back and she talked about how it was the best movie that she'd ever seen. It was her favorite movie. And then as she started to describe what happened in the movie, uh, <laughs> realized that she actually didn't like the movie at all. So the it's PDF a, it, pen. It is the powerful all-purpose PDF editing tool for my friends over at Smile, located at smilesoftware.com. But they're just called Smile, Merlin. <sighs> do you so need to do anything with PDF? Oh, here's a perfect. Let me tell a little story. Oh, Dan, tell me a story. I'll tell you a little story. Love your stories. I, uh, I ordered this little thing called the little, little printer. <laughs> what? How, how little is it? It's so little. I'm hoping it's like the size of a chiclet. It is a. <laughs> it is a tiny little printer that you can print like a little miniature newspaper with it. It's re- it prints like the size of a receipt from a uh, from like a restaurant. I would love that. Okay. But you can print all kinds of things on it, like lists, but you can also get really cool things like, uh, you can, you can, it's all on the web. There are all these little publications, there are sources that you can subscribe to these different things. And anyway, I don't know what the deal is with this little printer. Our Stevens told me about this, the diesel sweeties guy, but they were having some kind of weird issue in customs, Right. Customs in where you come to a different country? Because it's coming from some other, I don't know what country this thing is. Okay, okay. 
Anything that's not America, it's hard to keep track of where it is. Wales, is it England? I don't know. What's the difference? It's the same place. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. So the accent is the same. Everything. Anyway, they, they're shipping this thing. So I get a, I get a thing from uh, Federal Express who's handling it. Or they just FedEx now with the arrow. Mm-hmm. And they sent uh, me this email and they said, in order for this to clear customs, you, you, meaning me, I have to now fill out these two forms. And they were just these PDF documents. And he said, you can print them out. You can write on them with a pen. You can then scan them back in and email them to me. And, uh, you know, like, like <laughs> that a, seems efficient, <laughs> right? Like a, like a schmuck. This is what most people are going to do, but no, you don't need to do that. You have something like PDF pen and what, what can you do? You can take a plain old PDF document and you can just start typing right into this. You can, and then you save it and you drag it right in the email. Boom. Sends it. Now that, now the guy has it. And it's all professional. It's all typed up. It's nice. You can put your signature on there, which I had to do. And you can do this all in like one-tenth the time that it takes you to like print it, walk over to the printer, get it, get out a pen, sit down, write with your awful handwriting that, you know, that we all have, and then scan the thing back in. You can also, I could have probably even just OCR'd it, but if you have like, if somebody hands you a document and you want to OCR it, you can OCR all of this. I'm not talking about scanning it. I'm talking about actually OCRing it, turning it into text that you can then search, you can copy, you can correct and do all kinds of stuff with this thing. And, uh, now you can even export PDFs into Microsoft word documents. So you can share them, you can edit them and then you just, you would have the document. And our, our friend, your friend and my Mac Sparky, David Sparks, uh, made some videos. So if you go to smilesoftware.com slash five by five, you can learn more about this, but you can see the videos of all the cool new features that are a part of PDF Pen 6. And uh, you can buy it in the Mac App Store. You can buy it direct from Smile. And they also have a pro version, a little bit more money, but you get the creation tools, you get document permission settings. Anyway, it's all over there at smilesoftware.com slash five by five. Couldn't live without this thing. And uh, you probably can't either. You just don't know it. Smilesoftware.com slash five by five. Thanks for supporting Five by Five and Back to Work. Smile. You should make everybody say that. Can you do that? Can you make people do stuff on, on the podcast that you own? You should yeah. make them say that. Yes. I think it's a very gracious thing to say. Yeah, I, I was using it this morning. I was using the, um, PDF, the pen. PDF pen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they didn't tell us to say this, but also the fact that you know you can get a copy that works on the uh, OS ten and iOS is, mm-hmm. is just huge. And it clouds up. It does all the clouding. And, uh, uh, it's, I, I, uh, I really don't like dealing with those things and boy, there's no, nothing that I love more than a tool for helping me deal with stuff that I don't like dealing with. There are people out there who have to do that all day long. There are David Sparks's of the world. There are attorneys out there who have to deal with these things all day and brother, do you ever need this? But just, just for the once or twice a month that I really have to use this thing and I'm stuck somewhere, particularly if I'm on Mac, I can do all kinds of magic, but especially on iOS, and to know that that's going to be all synced up. It's I heard just, you've, been, you've been using dynamite. your iPad a lot more too. I like my iPad a lot. I'm probably have to gonna have to buy two or three new computers, which I'm very, very excited about. Oh yeah. Who, who doesn't love buying computers? Oh, and you got you to gotta look at that website and see like if it's a good time to buy it or not. Do they still have that? Was it Mac Rumors used to have this like, here's where it is in the life cycle thing. You're yeah, they still have that. Yeah. For buying this now. Does that, does that generally work? 
Uh, they're pretty, they're pretty accurate. Um, it's called the Mac Rumors Buyer's Guide. And if you go uh, to Would you our put that in show notes, it's show there. Notes, please. If you go to 5by5.tv slash B as in brothers, two as in the uh, bird, <laughs> W as in wet, slash 129. And this is a, basically it's a product summary for every, oh uh, yeah, slash 129. Uh, it's a product summary for each Apple model. And they provide recommendations with uh, green, yellow, and red, just like our U.S. stoplights. Huh. So, like, for example, the MacBook Air has a little green, and it has, says it's just updated. Same thing with the iPod Touch, just updated. And then as you, as you start scrolling through all of these, some of them turn red, like the, uh, the Apple TV. Don't buy and the, they have recent rumors. Apple initiates a replacement program for third-generation Apple TVs with Wi-Fi connectivity issues, that kind of thing. And they'll say it's been 503 days since the last release of, uh, of an Apple TV. So they say, don't buy that. And they'll tell you that the typical, not life cycle, whatever the word is, like this, this is how often they tend to put these things out. Exactly. What the, what the release schedule is and how long it's been since the last update and if it, 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 they'll show you an average. So like, for example, they're saying don't buy uh, one of the beautiful Thunderbolt displays. They're saying don't buy. They have a rumor here saying that those displays have begun running short at third-party resellers. What does that mean? I don't know. But they say don't buy. Last release, September 15, 2011. Days since update, 677. Average, 399 days. So, so we're, we're due. We're due. We're well due. Just like you guys. When's the new, the, uh, do you have a sense of when the new uh, Mac VX will be out? The VX? Is that the little uh, little round one? <laughs> I think that's the one that got obviated in like less than a month. Back in the day. Could you also, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see a notes thing for an episode. Could you, could you are you putting all these things in notes? Because our notes are very important. I want to make sure people know how important the notes are. Yeah, they're in. What do you mean you don't see them? They're there. They're ready for you. They're I don't waiting. see them. I'm seeing after 128. I don't see anything. Thing. Wait, is this 129 or 128? 129. I don't see anything after one. I'll send you a screenshot if you want. No, I'm going in there now. Okay. Um, and... Uh, what was the other thing? Oh yeah, put in that printer thing too. That sounds awesome. I I, I do stuff like I print out a lot of stuff like um, like signature releases, mm. Mm. and um and so I'll end up having to I'll you know print them like you know in two columns, but still it's like a huge waste of paper. There's, or like when I take my, my my pull list as you say to the store, I like to print it out just to have it with me mm-hmm. when I go on Wednesdays. I, like I'll, I end up printing that. I would love to be able to print stuff that's like the size of my wallet, and that sounds like what this would be. I would really like that. Is that is that the idea? You print things that that just spits out little things. Little things. And what's the printer called? It is called the little printer. It's also in the show notes. Oh, God, that sounds adorable. The other thing is Logitech should send me one of those uh, scanners. Did you know that? Mm. You know, I've only asked for like three things ever. I, I asked for. I think I asked for a Drobo. I asked for a Squarespace account, and now I'm, I'm asking for a, a, a five hundred dollars scanner. I don't like to abuse my position of power. You no. know me. Yeah, I know. I do know you. I don't make a big deal out of things. Lists are good. Um, my grandmother, my late grandmother, um, yeah, rest her soul, was an inveterate. Uh, I hate when people say that. <laughs> my late grandmother, may she burn in hell. Like, why would you say that? Like, why do you have to always like bracket it with? Oh, and whenever you mention somebody, you go, well, I'm sorry, they're dead. Like, like somebody's gonna think you're a bad person if if you don't bless them in retrospect. It's super weird. Um, she was a a. a she was constantly making lists. Like every time she sat down, 
um, she had been an uh, executive assistant uh, for a career. So she right. was. So she's pretty much running. Some Very organized, yeah. and um, she was really, really good at her job. She was the executive assistant, assistant to the head of a, like a pharmaceutical company in Cincinnati. And, um, but every time she sat down in her later years, and she eventually did pass with the Alzheimer's, so this is probably not 100% surprising, but <clears throat> she would sit down, and the first thing she would do, she's in a doctor's office, she's waiting for, for a prescription, she's at the DMV. She would pull out this, this giant stack of pieces of paper all written in Greg's shorthand. And it, it always looks so weird. It looks like runes to me. She would pull this out and she'd start making lists and making lists and crossing things off and lists and lists and lists. And at a certain point by the, by the late 80s, she would have lists of her lists. Really? And yeah. And I mean, the thing was, it, on the one hand, it was effective for her because that, as they say, capture was very important. Uh, just as for me, I should be writing down, fix the stupid theater light. Is that what it's called? Theater lighting? Whenever it goes up slowly? What are hair, they called? Hair lighting? I should get my hair lighting fixed. And... Uh, so it is great to be able to write that stuff down, but you know, I think when you get to the point where you've got lists of your lists, unless you're doing that in NV Alt like a gentleman, um, having all those pieces of paper, unless you have a system for doing something about all that stuff, uh, I don't know if that's the greatest idea. And this is a classic, classic, classic uh, getting things done-esque productivity thing, is that making a list, even if it, you, you call it, even if you write to-do list at the top, is a terrible place to stop. Um, you might actually end up worse off in some ways, just in the sense that you think you're done with that stuff and you're not really done with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Getting, I mean, like it's critical to go through that first kind of list, get everything off your mind, even if it's not everything. Um, you know, like, uh, like, uh, chairman David says, it, it does really help to get to a hundred percent, like you get all that stuff out. But even if you write down, you could even do like an old school, like to do list. Like here's the, here's my day. I'm freaked out by how much I have to do. I do this sometimes. I have a text file called today where I'll just write down like, these, these five or eight things I feel like I have to get done today and then I'll pick out one of them to do today because I know I'm not going to do eight of them. It's not going to happen. Um, and so the, the thing is though, I think most people historically tend to think that if I make a list, I can stop at that list. You know, at least my grandma would finish a lot of that stuff. She would do a lot of it. I think she went a little overboard with all the list stuff, but you know, if that worked for her, that that's a good thing, right? Um, but the thing, one of the takeaways from doing that mental dump is that you realize how many, as I say, to recap, how many of those things were on your mind that you didn't realize were on your mind? But I think it's really, really sobering to take that to the just slightly higher level and go like, there's no way I could do all of this stuff, you know? And, and when people do a daily to-do list, this is a very, you know, kind of silver age productivity thing is to make a list every day of the things that you want to do and then live by that. But then you end up, you know, copying all that stuff over to the next day. Um, I think one of the best things about doing a big list like that is, is, as I say, to realize, A, how much stuff was on your mind, but then B, how much of that stuff you're never really going to do. Mm. But you would not have known that if you had not gotten all of that stuff out. So this is kind of turning into a GTD primer. But I, I mean, I think, I think these are best practices regardless of, of what you like to do. Yeah, make the first list. And then for the second list, or for the second pass, take some time away. You know, maybe even a day or so. Go, go do some actual work. And then when you, you can come back to that list and really... Um, you know, that is going to eventually generate a list of actions, it is hoped. But first of all, go through there and realize how much of that stuff can, doesn't have to be done. Uh, I remember I had a post a long time ago on 43 folders about something, I, don't, I didn't invent this, I just read about this, I called the not-to-do list. And it's like all the stuff you're not going to do today, which sounds a little bit contradictory, but I think one reason that people get to where they're procrastinating is they don't feel like they have permission to do any one thing because they're supposed to be doing 50 things. Mm. 
and and you can walk around feeling like you can be really like high handed about that and go like oh I can't do that thing because I have to do these fifty other things and then they, you end up not doing it. Um, but if you start with your your big dump list and go through there, personally I think you could do worse than doing a getting things done like processing and the very most lightweight kind of slightly non canonical way to do that is to go through there. You might just want to go through there and meditate on those big items that you're not going to do anything about right now. But if you're really, really smart and cool, you will go through there and anything on there that you actually do want to do like today or this week or this month, you might want to come up with a, a next action as, as David Allen says, which is to figure out like, is there a physical activity for each of these things that, that I am going to do? And this gets to the crux of the list problem, which is that, Having a big, a piece of paper with lots of stuff on it is not the same thing as doing work. And so getting the stuff out is swell, but now like, what are you actually going to do or not do about it? Because not doing stuff is a giant part of your work. You know, you could call it priorities. I think that's a silly name for it. But every day, what you, uh, this is the heart of good management. It's the heart of good knowledge work is deciding what option you're going to go with for now. You know, picking up all the innumerable number of things that could happen in the universe, you're going to pick an astonishing small number of those and go with that. If you were a manager who just, whether that's in retail or a manager of persons, and if all you did was sit around and evaluate what your options were to find the, the best one for all time, you'd never get anything accomplished. You've got to pick the best thing for now. And so if you take your big list, go through there, cross off the stuff that is not germane right now. If you're not ready to dive into a big getting things done system, if you just want to figure out all the stuff that's on your mind, well, go through there and pick out just a few and then do something specific about them, you know, um, which kind of leads to this, this third kind of list. So you could call that a to-do list. Is that, I mean, I don't want to over-engineer this. If you've got a list of stuff now, just, but the thing is go and do it. But then... I think there's another third kind of list that's extremely handy, which is somewhere between a big reference file you never look at versus a totally tactical, here's what I'm working on right now list. And that's where I, what I would call ganging activities. And this is somewhat related to the idea of context and getting things done, but not exactly. There's something between a project and a context where a, your home life is, a, is kind of a good example, where... Maybe you're not ready to make a specific list for a specific store. Maybe you're not going to create a new project called electricity-related work. But once you've gone through, take out a giant list and see what the groupings are. You might want to do, if you like doing mind maps, that would be a good time to do a mind map. And say, like in my case, I might say, oh, you know what? There's actually like seven things on here that relate to stuff I, should, I would like to do around the house. And this is where you do this kind of interesting pivot. So let's say, say you take another piece of paper and you make a list now, pull out those 7, 10, 15 things that are related to the house. So that could be stuff like insurance, sure. It could be stuff like figure out what that rattling sound in the refrigerator is. It could be stuff like, you know, take out the compost. Doesn't matter. Like if you think it matters that that, that, that be too specific, well, you're not going to do them. But you continue that dump in some ways because now you take those seven items, you create a home list. And then with that home list, now focus more on the 90 degree angle of that, which is, is there any other stuff around the house that I might want to do? This sounds a little nutty balls, but now if you were to walk around the house, you could say, okay, I see this lighting thing. I see there's this tack in the hardwood floor that I step on every quarter or so. I want to deal with that. And to me now, this is one way to get really serious and tactical about what you're going to do. Because you could keep this big list. Some people might call it like a honey-do list or like the high and lowest job jar. But make that list of stuff. And then now you can process that and say, 
or not process, but let's say you, you can walk through the house with that list, looking, looking at all the stuff that you'd like to be doing. And then an interesting thing happens. More ends up flowing out of you. You figure out more things that you want to do. And then you can reprocess, reprocess that stuff into like, oh, this is interesting. There's actually like a bunch of stuff I haven't done because I need to do other things first. So in my case, uh, when we want, actually do want to do a big clean out in the garage, my mental block on that is that we're pretty much out of contractor bags. So in order to do something in the garage, I actually have to order contract bags. And that's why I've been procrastinating that. So that's in my Amazon basket right now. But, but if, you know, what you'll discover is, I mean, you tell me if this is true, you're a homeowner. I think one thing you're going to notice quickly is there's a ton of stuff you need to get at Home Depot. Oh, man. You basically like, live there. For right. the first, like, especially when you're just getting started in a, new, in a house for the first time that, like, you can't just call somebody out to come and fix stuff. Like you're new in town or something. Yeah. Like, uh, no, no, like, like you buy your house for the first time and you're used to calling <laughs> your landlord and saying this thing that should work stopped working. And then you get to be pissed off that they are taking a day or two to go and fix it. But then it get, just gets fixed somehow when you're, you know, when, when you have your own house, you're responsible for all of this stuff. And you realize that the reason the garage doesn't have any tools in it is because you don't own any. And you need to go and buy everything like that pile of leaves. It's all over your front yard. Like you need to go and get the rake to make that go away. You have to like change your entire state of mind. Yeah. I mean, really, you have to recalibrate all of those things. And instead of thinking about, uh, you know, in this case, for example, you might make a list of things that like you wish the landlord would come and fix. But now instead of being this angry thing, you scribble that becomes, Ooh, that's costly. Ooh, replace the gutters. <laughs> I better call the landlord, which is me. But, but I mean, I've got, you know, and for me, this does become context in OmniFocus. Context meaning like, you know, certain opportunities or limitations. So I've got one for my, um, one for hardware stores, um, one for a grocery store and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, I, I think if you're doing, let's stick with the house example for now. Well, you know, when we very first started out, list, list zero was you're sitting around going, ah, too much stuff. And, uh, but you finally get the presence of mind to make list one, which is a big dumb. Out of list one, you notice there's so many things that like, maybe, maybe there's things that have to be done about the house. Maybe there's things you'd like to do about the house. Those all belong somewhere. And they might belong in the trash. It might be belonging. That's a crazy idea. And I, I'm okay. Now that I thought about it once, I'll never think about it again. I don't really want to put a porch on. I can't afford it. And there's no room for a porch. So I'm not going to think about porch anymore. But then you get to that third list, which I think is, it doesn't have to be a third list. I, again, I don't want to over-engineer this, but I do think it's extremely handy. And again, I will turn to you for this. If you're going to, if you're going to um, Costco uh, or, or, uh, or Sam's Club, as you say, in mm -hmm. Florida, if you're going to Costco, if you're going to Trader Joe's, if you're going to Home Depot, if you're going to any of those places, big box stores where you'd like to brick barracks where you'd like to get lots of stuff accomplished. Tell me if this is true in your case. Yeah. Like I go in there and I know if I didn't make that list, you know, I went to college and stuff like I don't need that list. I'm going to walk in there. I stare at drill bits for a minute and mm -hmm. I get confused mm -hmm. and I forget that I needed an orange five gallon bucket. Right. Which is the main reason. You, you the main reason there. I went there, yeah. I need touch up paint. I need, you know, all these dumb things. And, and if I had half a brain, I would have that list with me when I walked into the store. Because I, and the question to you is, do you do this? I freeze up. I get in there, my daughter's running up and down the aisles, and I've completely forgotten everything. And because I'm a man, all I can think about is running out of the store as quickly as possible. <laughs> Which is not the state of mind that is conducive to fixing your theater lighting. Is that what it's called? Yeah. What's it called? Think... Concert hall lighting? Do you get that? Do you ever freeze up? You know, I think it, I used to 
more often than I do now because now it's the idea of actually getting to the store has become such a challenge that I can only focus on the one thing. I used to remember I was talking to a friend of mine who was, this is about a year ago when he was going to have his first kid. And he, he was asking me, he's like, people keep telling me that like, you won't have much time for your own stuff anymore. Is that true? I said, that's like the understatement of the year. At least if you have like, a, like, I don't know, like my kind of children, maybe there's these easy kids that you just like put them in the cart and or, they sit or if there and a, they, if you're a bad person, if yes. you're a bad person, you will have all the time that you need. <laughs> if you want to be even a neutral person, yeah. there's a lot about your time that you're going to have to, I'll just say a lot about you, you need to readjust. We used to just hop in the car. I remember back, back in Florida, we just hop in the car and do whatever. Let's go do something. I don't mean this is bitching, but I mean like it was very easy to hop in the car to get a drink, hop in the car to go to the grocery store, hop in the car to go away for the weekend just because that was a thing. And now my friends think I'm such an insane hermit. Like in your case, we're trying to schedule... I don't know what to say. We're trying to schedule a thing. Yeah. Like for me, that's an, that's an enterprise. Like for oh, me to schedule, forget about it. Yes. Me to like have to be somewhere at a place at night requires an amount of scheduling that would have boggled my mind when I was 25. I would have thought, oh my God, you are the craziest and most calcified old man that right. you can't just go out to dinner. Why do you have to have so many constructed limits around you? Yeah. And like, the reality is no, like this is, I'm just trying to block out some time and make something happen. And, and so I told my advice to him was, listen, pick a Saturday or Sunday and leave your phone at home or in your car and go to Home Depot or Sears or the fishing lure store or the Best Buy or whatever it is you do <laughs> and just stand around in there and look at everything because it's the last time you're ever going to be able to do that. <laughs> And it's true. It's like your last meal. It is. Hardware. It's like people don't understand that the, the idea of it, like that doesn't like going to Home Depot doesn't sound like a leisure activity until you have kids and you realize like, God, I'd love to just go to Home Depot and just actually be able to compare the three different kinds of, you know, lawn edgers that, 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 that are there. I just want to compare. Buy, I don't want to have to grab the first one that's there because I know I need to get out of the store. Dr drill bits, drill bits. You buy the wrong drill bit and you're not going to be able to do the job. If you haven't researched that and if you aren't ready for that, because here's the thing, you think you're going to walk in there and just stare at drill bits and listen to Muzak. And you're not. You're going to have about 10 seconds before a screaming child who has to pee is going to make you have to run out of there. I'm not complaining, but, that, but if you're not ready for that, you know, you're right. That's a really good idea. We should make, that should be our list. All the things that you should go and just do one last time. That's not a bad idea Not at all. a bad idea. It's, it's kind of like a pre-child bucket list. May I read something to you? Yes. First released in 1980, The Rogues Gallery. This is when the thing came out. This is the thing that I was talking about. It's it a, supple a supplement listing hundreds of pre-generated non-player characters for use by the Dungeon Master, including characters from all the standard first edition AD&D character releases, plus other characters such as sages, caravans, and city guards. It includes statistics for characters from Gary Gygax's original D&D campaign. It's called the Rogues Gallery. It does have a white cover with a blue no, and I white illustration. Right. I got that one right. Yeah. I had the box. They, they re-released the um, original, whatever, 1974 or whatever, the little box. Yeah, the original. they did re-release that. I had that, and it was, it was hilarious. Well, if it, anybody in the audience has a copy 
of the rogues gallery that they want to. From know, 1980, from, from an old one. Yeah. Not seriously. one of those fancy new ones with all the, the extra gold plating rules in it. <sighs> I know. But if you have this thing. It's confusing now. It seems very know. confusing. But anyway, these are in the show notes and I did fix the show notes. Sorry about that. No, no problem. Um, and, and uh, you know, again, this is all shading very much into the into the uh, GTD stuff. But um, I don't know. I and I really don't mean that. I, I I honestly, it may sound like a complaining. I don't mean to complain. It's mainly like I get not nah, not defensive, but I've, I get tired of having to explain my life to people who feel like they need an explanation for why things are the way they are. And I feel bad. I feel bad. But I mean, like you know, things that I've done a thousand times are very hard to explain to, to people. Sometimes like it seems ludicrous that somebody's in town for an evening and says, Hey, I'm in town. You like me. I like you. Let's go have dinner. <laughs> I'm like, well, why don't we just meet on Venus? <laughs> because I can't do that. Like I just, I, I just, I, I, uh, that's not going to happen. Like I, I, it's just, it's, that's, there's so many things that I, sh- because I, I, I don't want to be a good person, but I don't want to be a terrible person. And there are like 50,000 things that I should be doing around the house. And not just with the lighting. I mean, stuff like, you know, let my, let my wife have the first night off in forever. And so I'm going to ask for what? For my fifth time this month, I'm going to say, hey, honey, I'm going to head downtown and have drinks and a steak. Like, I, you know, then why do I mention that? Because I'm bitching now. But um, not about my family, but about the fact that that's hard to have to keep explaining to people without sounding like a tool. But, you know, we don't... I don't like get in the car and go to the big box stores that much. Cause first of all, they're outside of San Francisco. You got to drive 20 minutes to get to most of them. And when I do brother, I want to have, I want to have the most like tricked out list. I do not want to go to Costco any more than I have to. Yeah. It'll be something like That's we need to chore. get tires, drop it off, wait for the t- And boy, do you want to get there early? If you're getting tires, you oh, go there man. on a Saturday, you need to line up like an hour before the place opens at least. But then while they're doing your tires, you can go in, and do the hateful Costco trip. Because you know what happens on Saturdays? They got samples, Dan. Samples. And so people, the, all the sand people are milling around trying to get their little... <laughs> the sand people? <laughs> they're trying to get their little, their little tiny cup of Cheerios for free. Right. And they come back holding their finger up like a mustache. Hello, I definitely didn't already have a sample. <laughs> it's like, what if, you know what? This is something that we have in America called a store. Oh. And the idea of the store is you go in there with a cart and you keep moving and get out of the way. Keep moving and get out of the way. And then you buy things and then you leave. You get your tires and you drive home, right? You can even watch Project Runway when you get home. But uh, boy, are we ever off the topic of lists. But that, that's why that's valuable to me. It's like, you know, um, there have been times um, when I lived somewhere between a city and the strict suburbs. Like back when I lived in Tallahassee, I was pretty near stuff. Like I could walk to a grocery store. I can do that. I do that all the time now. But I mean like, but back then it wasn't that hard to get in a car because you drive everywhere. You're used to driving everywhere. If you're single, right? Or, or unchilded, it's really is easy to just zip over to buy one thing at Home Depot, which sounds farcical to me now. I mean, that sounds to me like flying to Hawaii to have, you know, one uh, beverage and then flying home. Like, I, I've got to gang all that stuff. So here's where the list comes in. So to review, you got list one, which is a big dump. List two is a bunch of stuff where you're funneling that stuff. You're squeezing it through like a little filter to figure out what you're actually going to do. And then I think having something like context-based lists are not a bad idea. Um, but we are also talking about two very different classes of, of things to do. There are things where there are relatively concrete activities that have to be done, right? Where you've got to make a phone call about a thing. 
right? In my case, I got to call the hauling guy. I need to go get contractor bags. I want to get touch-up paint for the car. Like whatever it is, that's all stuff. And then that goes on to a very like specific list of stuff to do. Now, list 3B is much more complicated, which is where you're trying to do your knowledge work, as we say. And I, I still wish there was a better word for that. But if you do anything where, you know, you work on your own, you do something creative, this could be, you know, really almost any kind of a job. Like if, if you have a job with, with like air conditioning and a keyboard, you're a knowledge worker, right? If you've got soft hands and a coffee machine, you have to make decisions about your work. Oldest topic in the world for back to work, but, but still relevant. Yeah, very. That's where this gets difficult because, you know, if you're procrastinating making a list of stuff to buy at Home Depot, you're kind of a dope. Like, that's not that hard to figure out. You make list and buy, right? Um, in my case, like, we ran out of olive oil, and I forgot to buy olive oil. And that's the stupidest thing in the world. You know what's stupid in my house is running out of milk, running out of half and half. Here's the thing. A, B, C, always be buying dairy. There's no, every time you go, every time you see dairy, buy it. Because you need it. You got to have it in the house. You've got stuff like that probably, right? Like, just always be buying that. Like, why would I need to make a list and put that on there? That's like putting put poop on a list. Mm-hmm. The verb, poop and scheisse, they call right, it in German. Right, that's a different thing. Um, but then, then the 3B list, and then we should probably wrap up soon. Um, oh, first, did you want to tell me about, before we talk about 3B, which is the most important the to the- The most uh, relevant, important? The most important, okay. the uh, high priority. Did you want to tell me about uh, something else that you like? This is the final thing I will tell you about that I like during the show. It's our friend, Little Ryan. Does anyone register LittleRyan.com? I think Lil Ryan would be good Lil, too. L I L. LilRyan.net or CO would I be good. I want to make a tribute site to Lil, Lil Ryan and his multiple skills. Because he is a very, he's a musician. I don't know if people know this. He's so little and he lives in New York. He has nice hair now. He just learned to use a fork. so good i think I we end it there squarespace.com no uh so <laughs> you get a couple buttons and you got a website he is so little he's so little even, he's so handsome even what what handsome he's very handsome oh he's so handsome and uh, whoa okay uh hattie who's who's listening in has just uh, sent me a screenshot lil ryan l-i-l ryan.com is uh, it, it is registered it's available at auction for $1,695. Kickstarter. Let's kickstart this. Get control of his, uh, his domain. They have beautiful designs here at Squarespace. All of their designs are responsive. They look beautiful on any device that you want to use, even if you're like Merlin and you're mainly using an iPad now. Mm-hmm. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they've got a help desk. They've got people sitting there who are just waiting to, to help you with something. Literally. Yes. And they're going to give you 10% off if you use the uh, offer code Little Knives, Little Knives, you can go to squarespace.com and you will learn everything you need to know. They have these beautiful videos showing what the this, this site can do, showing what the platform can do. It's amazing. They're based in New York City. You can't hold that against them. Mm-mm. And what's, what I really like talking about are the ways that you can integrate, because it's all about integration now. 
so that you can connect your Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, you name it. You can integrate that. And they're very, they care so much about design. They care so much about it. Everything, you start with one of their templates and you can then customize it just by dragging and dropping and moving things around. You don't need HTML. You don't need CSS. All of this stuff. And now, as we've talked about here, is this commerce. You want to start selling something? You have an idea for a t-shirt, even di digital stuff. You can sell digital stuff on there, anything you want. They'll handle all of the things that you need behind the, behind the scenes. They're partnered with Stripe to do it. Build your own store just like you would build a regular page on the site. It's genius stuff. And these folks really are amazing. Squarespace.com, code LITTLENIVES, gets you 10% off. And uh, that's eight bucks a month. Really great, folks. And uh, Little Ryan, I'm now being shown another screenshot. Little Ryan spelled out 1795 bucks. Hmm. Also for sale. But you like the, the COs and the TVs and the Nets. I do. I bet Little There's Ryan There's still plenty of good websites available. available at .net. Did you know that? I did know that. You've been listening. Little Ryan. Oh, it's Can available. I, so littleryan.co, we could get that. Well, you say it now. I mean... Um, can I also just mention in passing one thing, July 17th, last week, a uh, blog post from Anthony, uh, I think I've been pronouncing his name wrong for years. I don't, wow, this is really embarrassing. Anthony, the, uh, the big Squarespace guy announcing one year of Squarespace six. Can you believe it's been a year already? Hmm. Isn't that crazy? This is on their blog. Wow. I put in the show notes wow. on their, on their blog. See, they posted a blog on this. Why do people say that? Yeah, I posted a blog on that. Uh, they have a blog post here, July 17th. One year ago today, we launched Squarespace 6, a culmination of our best thinking and content management. Da, da, da. And uh, they talk about all this. It's crazy commerce, the developer platform. You know, actually, this is a pretty good whistle-stop tour of all the stuff that, that they've done in Squarespace in the last year. If you've been hearing these and want to catch up, as you, as you should. It's a terrific deal. They're great people. Um, and, you know, without going into ridiculous amounts of detail, they go way out of their way to make this thing good and keep it up. It's, it's such hard work, and they have such, an, such a tremendous infrastructure in place. It's, it's a great place to be. Um, so uh, you go to, uh, give them the full thing again last time. Little Knives. What's the whole thing? Little, little Knives. Oh, you mean I, miss, I miss our URL. We don't, uh, we don't do our URL. Squarespace.com slash back to work, all spelled out, will st still work. I think that'll show up in the Apache logs, they call it. Yeah, but I think they really want people to use the code, Little Knives. Little knives. They're not so, so much tra tracking like how much traffic we send as much as the code and, and if people sign up using the code. They call conversions. Click-throughs. Conversions. Conversions. Conversion they didn't tell us to say that. Our thanks to uh, Squarespace and Little Ryan for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. 3B. <clears throat> i got to eat. I'm going to have a nut. Um, macadamia. Mm, mm, um, 3B. Knowledge worker list. Here's the thing. It's really easy to get bogged down in details. Implementation details, uh, in particular, can be really thorny. If, you, if you're sitting around and you're like, well, you know, you guys know what I mean. If you're the kind of person that listens to, to crap like this, you're probably a knowledge worker. <laughs> Sounds like, what's that guy? What's that southern guy? If you sit around all day making lists, you might be a knowledge worker. <laughs> you like that guy? Foxworthy? That's not the puppet guy, right? That's a different Jeff. No, Jeff no. The, the uh, Jeff Foxworthy is the... He's the, uh, he's the sitcom pu puppeteer. Goldblum. Goldblum. <laughs> Goldenberg Chews. That's where I'm from, man. Go Hi. easy on Philly. 
Um, and and boy, this is you see this you see this so big time in the productivity uh, racket. It's just so easy to get bogged down implementation details. You've certainly been in meetings, Dan, where where somebody wants to dive straight into the implementation details before they figured out what the heck's actually going on. You know, you kind of have to listen to people that that aren't you in order to find out what you're actually trying to make somewhere. It's very easy to get bogged down in that. But here's the problem: if you if you're thinking too far down in the how the far down, high up. If you're in the wrong place in the stack, as John Syracuse would say, mm-hmm. you might find yourself uh, thinking too much about stuff that, that's not keeping you on the right track. The beauty of the 3B list is that this is where you try to figure out not simply what you have to do today, maybe not even simply like, you know, certainly not on the other end, it's not to think about your life rainbow and stuff like that, but it's to make sure that you're doing the right stuff. And and that that takes a funny mix of, of, of skills and lists, if you like, right? You, you do have to kind of keep up to date on, on what needs to be done or in the way I would think about it, like what the world expects you to do, right? You don't, as we, I think we said this reason, like you don't want to disappoint people uh, who are counting on you to do things. Like you've got to do that stuff. If things you've committed to doing, whether that's a phone call or a meeting or, you know, kick in the conference room, whatever that is, you got to do that stuff. I think that, I think the challenging part is that you're, at the heart of knowledge work, as, as we say, uh, it's not just doing the task, but deciding what the task to be done is. You know, otherwise, they'd have a monkey do your job. Mm-hmm. And so in, in trying to figure out what those things are, um, you have to have this kind of broad view about you know, what your area of expertise is, what your company is, what your job is, what the goals are, all that kind of stuff. You certainly need that kind of runway level view of all the things to do. But in between is this really difficult area where it, it's, I think it's a tough balance to make sure that you're still doing the right kind of thing. And I think you have to decide that a lot uh, in a working day in some ways. Like, am I doing the best thing that I could be doing right now? I think that's very hard to do, especially if you're overwhelmed. If you never did list number one, you might be feeling overwhelmed and procrastinating and so attached to your own anxiety about that that you never get to that really interesting level of kind of the middle view of knowledge work. So if you think about like what you're going to accomplish in a month, I think it's a very interesting amount of time, three weeks to a month. Because first of all, it goes by so much faster than you think, right? Let's say you've been really good about your to-do list. You're really good about your vision quest. But somewhere in between is where the real action happens. That's where you've got to plan out these cycles or sprints or whatever you want to call it. You have to plan out like the large amounts of the, sorry, medium-sized amounts of stuff that I want to get accomplished in a certain amount of time. And if you're focusing really heavily on this daily to-do list of 50 things that you're not doing, well, then you're certainly never going to get to the vision quest. If you focus too heavily on the vision quest, you're never going to get actual specific tasks accomplished, all that stuff that seems beneath you because you're such a high-level thinker. And so I think that's where the 3B list comes in handy. If you had, if you generate this giant list of stuff to do, you've thought about the stuff that you want on your radar screen right now, you can come up with a handful of things that you'd like to be working on right now. And I think that that can be a little bit of a continuum too. There's a handful of things that you might call uh, maintenance tasks, day-to-day tasks, mosquito tasks, all these little things that you've got to do. Um, you've got things ongoing, um, ongoing things like, you know, like, like meetings and co-check-ins and all those kinds of things you need to do. And then the artful part to me is to also keep enough, enough of that fuzzy creative um, class of activities um, on your radar screen. Um, and I'm having a tra- hard time explaining this because it's hard to explain. But there's all these things you'd probably like to be doing. And I'm going to throw out a few. You'd probably like to learn maybe another scripting language. Or you'd like to try making a kind of thing that you've never made before. You, there's all these things, though, that are not fully formed ideas yet. 
but they might be kind of percolating. But unfortunately, they might be percolating for five or six years. There might be things where you've never really taken a step toward doing those things. And sometimes that's because you can talk yourself into how overwhelmed you are. Sometimes it's because you could talk yourself into how busy you are with stuff that people are expecting of you. And I think you end up getting to this place where you don't feel like you deserve to to do cool stuff. And so on the 3B list, I think you could have something as general as these percolating, percolating creative tasks along. I'm trying to think of like really good examples of this. One of them might be you want to figure out which, which development language to learn next. Mm -hmm. And that could be something as tactical. That could also be something as tactical as sitting down in your case, you might want to open up Python and figure out whether the way that your mind works has anything to do with how Python works. Dan, does your mind have anything to do with how Python works? No, none at all. And I'm trying trying to keep it that way. Cross it off the list. But, um, I think we're running a little long here. Um, uh, but I, I hope, I hope this 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 can be somewhat useful. If I can finally land on what it is I'm trying to say, the um, the trouble with knowledge work is that if you're doing your job well, um, a lot of people may not even realize you're doing your job well, and it, it isn't until you've failed spectacularly sometimes that people even notice that you're in the building, and that. The, the, the one side of that is that you, you certainly don't want the toilets to overflow in your particular quarter of the office. Like you've got to keep stuff running. But it's also really easy to not have that medium, slightly medium level view of stuff that's not immediately due and not huge giant stuff like deciding to move to Paris when you retire. And somewhere in between, like even on that monthly basis, I think you can take all of your lists and come up with just a little bit of a short-term goal for improving something or continuing to develop something that is still really unformed and inchoate. And I think this really, well, I've been trying to avoid this, but this really goes for creative stuff. You know, if you've been uh, thinking about writing more, um, if you've been thinking about drawing more, if you've been thinking about uh, starting a band, there are all these kinds of things that you may not even feel like you're entitled to think about because you've got all this junk going on. But that's the stuff that kind of makes your life good. That's the kind of stuff that helps your career to evolve. That's the kind of stuff that helps you feel like you're alive, is learning these new things and doing these new things. And so I think, I don't have any specific advice for this, except to maybe go back to that list, the list number one that you made of all your big dump. And like, were there things in there that were somewhere between uh, return this phone call today and get my kid into college. Because somewhere in between there, there may be little signposts to something you should be spending just a little bit more time on. Not to the exclusion of the work that you have to do today that you're being evaluated on. But you know, remember, the work that you're being evaluated on right now may not be the thing that takes you two steps into your own cooler future. Like That's kind of on you. And so all those things that you're not supposed to be having fun doing, all those things that seem out of scope for your job, right this week, those are things you need to constantly keep your eye on. Not not constantly is the wrong word, but you need to perpetually return to, to make sure they're still moving forward. Because it's really easy to wake up one day and be, and be 55 or 60 and realize you never did start a band. And I'm not trying to like throw, throw the regret bomb at you, but like it is really valuable to make sure that you're doing something unnecessary that's cool and that makes your life better. And the only way that's going to happen in my experience is to either wait for it to happen by accident or to build in just a light bit of scaffolding to make sure that you're spending time on those things to, to make them happen. So in the same way that you would want to plan out a big list to go to the Home Depot, like don't imagine that you're going to produce a short story or a comic in, unless you're finding pockets of time 
to do those things. That you're not overwhelmed by the big and the little, and that the medium important, really important stuff, the like month to six month, month three months, six months level stuff is happening. Like, don't you think like in six months you could get pretty okay at a scripting language, especially if you've got experience, right? Oh, yeah, well, if you've got experience, you're talking half that time, maybe less. Yeah, and you don't have to do it every single day. I mean, I think with any kind of skill or any new thing, it helps to do it every day for a while. But you've got, you've got to establish a pattern. Maybe finally, the, the, the thing that's not about lists that's, that's I think, somewhere in, amidst all of this is that uh, you, you have to, ugh, I hate to say this, you have to give yourself permission to do something cool. You know, um, the benefit of doing all of these lists is that you can have a little less anxiety. You can have a little bit more of a reality check about what you're doing. But, but it also, if you're doing it right <clears throat> and you're doing it in a, in a habitual way, is you're figuring out, you're figuring out what the thing, it's not necessarily your passion. It's not, it doesn't have to be your art. It doesn't have to be any of that stuff. It could be just learning how to dance, but you've got to find a place inside all of those lists for, for making that stuff better. You don't have to have that same kind of specific list that you would take to a Home Depot, but why don't you pick out one cool thing in the next month that you could spend some time on? In my case, I'm not sure what that's going to be. It's probably going to be a writing thing, but you know, it could even be a Home Depot thing. Maybe you want to build a treehouse for your kid. Well, how would you start working on the treehouse project? You'd have to go out and do some research, make a list of supplies, you know, figure out if you even know how to use a hammer. <laughs> but, um, yeah, be careful with that. That's productivity is lists. Did that have anything like an ending to it? I felt like the last sentence that you just had was conclusive. Sort of punctuated the point. Nobody's going to give you permission to do something cool. You're going to have to be the one that goes out and does something cool. Nobody's going to hand that to you. Nobody's going to give you 20% time, you know, to, to, to go and do that stuff. You're going to have to go and make the time to do that stuff. That's, that is so woven into what we talk about over and over that I, I hope it doesn't get lost in all of this stuff. Um, maybe it's stuff that makes you happy. Maybe it's stuff that just, you just, you can't afford to just sit around anymore. You know, you can't afford to just hope that your skills keep up. You know, there's no excuse not to do stuff. You know, I, I have, I was at the comic store last week and showing uh, some guys that they're hearing musicians, stuff that I've done on the iPad uh, in GarageBand. I started playing around with that again. And the whole idea that I could have, I could do this on my phone. I have done this on my phone. Some of those Squarespace songs I recorded on my phone. Like the fact that I have an eight track studio with built in instruments on my phone, there's no excuse in the entire world that I could not be doing something cool with that. If I can't find time, let's say I'm like, as you like to say, a corporate stooge. If you're sitting somewhere at lunch, maybe instead of watching Judge Judy, why don't you pull out your phone and write a three chord song? Like that's something you could do all the time. And how humiliating is it that you don't do that more? You got, you've, you've got, as, as Hawkeye says, you've got, you've got paleolithic tools available all the time. The same paleolithic tools that people have had for millennia or whatever, however long that is. That's decades to me. Decades, paleolithic decades. But you catch the point. Um, that's, the, that, that's productivity. Pro productivity is giving yourself permission to do something cool and not looking back. Is that better? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that, that, that was pretty good. Button it up. Button it up. Ready? Yes. Three. Two. I love you. Love you too. Wait a minute.